You're listening to Look at My Records. This is episode 132, and I'm your host, Tom Gallo. This edition of the podcast features an interview with Eliza Vera, who performs under the moniker Hot Moms Club. The San Diego-based project just released their second EP, Welcome to the Club, which includes three songs that soothingly reflect on finding joy in simple pleasures, like the calming effects of wading through Trader Joe's and the memory-triggering scent of fried pork. But before Eliza and I dove into the here and now, we spoke at length about her background in music, including how winning a guitar at a raffle as a preteen sparked her interest in pursuing the instrument. We also chatted about her first time performing in front of an audience at summer camp and her freewheeling college years at the University of San Diego. Plus, Eliza shared how her friendship and collaboration with acclaimed songwriter Barty Strange Blossom, the development of her creative relationship with producer Mallory Hauser and what's in store for Hot Moms Club in 2024. Eliza also picked some awesome records from my collection, including some choice cuts from Lomelda, Barry, Katie Kirby, and more. We'll dive into the interview right after the jump. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of Look at My Records, they're available on all streaming platforms. Please remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe on on your platform of choice. I also encourage you to check out the Look at My Records website where you can find reviews, premieres of new music, playlists, and a whole lot more. Check it out at lookatmyrecords.com. Right, I'm here with Eliza, who performs Whee! under the moniker Hot Moms Club. What a great <laughs> moniker. One of my favorites. The new <laughs> Hot Moms Club EP, Welcome to the Club, is out now. It follows the debut self-titled EP from Hot Moms Club, which was released in 2022. Both are available yes. at hotmomsclub.bandcamp. Eliza, <laughs> how are you? Thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Oh, thanks so much, Tom. Um, I'm doing good. Just enjoying the day. Dog sitting for a friend. And um, it feels really amazing to have the EP out. It's such a like breath of fresh air. Like, wow, okay. I can do other things now creatively. Yeah, congratulations. It's a great EP. It features a new song that folks have not heard before 80 bucks and it also features bacon and yes. trader joe's which were released last year yeah yes you're you're so sweet um yeah i know wow that's already last year that's crazy whoa because it's january 19th <laughs> I know. today wild but before we get into all the new stuff I wanted to talk about your background. I was reading that you're originally from the capital region of New York State, Albany area. What was yes. it like growing up there as someone who played music, had an interest in music? What was it like? You know, I'm from New Jersey. I know a lot of people from different areas of the country and their little teenage music scenes <laughs> and stuff like that. What was it like up there 
uh, being like kind of a music interested person as like a teenager? Totally. That's a great question. It's fun to think about that. I've never been asked that. Um, honestly, I, I grew up in a really small town. It was actually referred to as a village, um, the village of Voorheesville. And I'd say that being someone interested in music, my school that I went to, it was a public school, but it really fostered music and the arts. Um, somehow I think, you know, there was a donor to the public school and they made this like beautiful auditorium. We had endless amounts of instruments and, um, just at our disposal. And I'm really thankful. I think back to like, wow, what a blessing to have grown up and also not being a private school. Like I ended up at this public school in this really tiny town. And because it was so small, I had the chance to literally like try anything that I wanted because, Hey, if you wanted to play the trumpet, well, we need trumpet players because there's only like one kid playing trumpet. Um, so that I can definitely say, like I was singing in choir when I was, I think starting in fifth grade and then all throughout high school. And, um, I was in like the select choir and that's where I really started kind of like finding my voice um, and realizing like, wow, this is something I love to sing. And I, I like really want to prioritize this in my life. Um, And then instrument wise, I, I, that was definitely fostered in me as well. And, And because of the winters in upstate New York, you know, when you're someone who's really interested in music, like I had all the time in the world to lay on my floor in my room during those seven, eight months winter and just literally listen to music. And that's when I learned to play guitar because it was like, I I got good at guitar because I had so much time. I was just literally doing nothing in the middle of winter and would just sit in my room and play and play and play. Um, and, and I guess like music scene in upstate New York, I don't think I really got to appreciate it because I moved away when I was 18 to come to San Diego. But once I got into high school, I did start going, there was a venue called Northern Lights. I don't know That's if you've cool. ever been yeah. No, yeah, I've but, never, but I love hearing about that stuff. Yeah, it was like such a cool venue. And I went to my first concert there with my friend, Mark Adkins. I remember like his dad dropped us off and we went to go see silverson pickups oh, that's um, great that great was my first, first oh my gosh i was blown away and i just remember watching um the female bassist and she was singing at the same time and i was like oh i want to be her um and there was a really cool scene now being away from it it's funny because i see all these artists that are like in my similar realm And I'm seeing like, wow, they're going to upstate New York and playing like, you know, they're playing shows in Woodstock and Albany and Rensselaer. It's just like funny to see that there's a scene there, you know? Yeah, there's that cool venue in called No Fun. I think it's in the town, like right across the river from Albany, right? No way. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it sounds fun, a even though it's great so fun. shoegaze band called Leveda that is originally from uh, upstate New York. I think they're located down here now, but when I first discovered them, they were from like the Albany 
area. Troy, New York is is what I'm the town I'm. Yes, about. Troy. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna look that up. Laveda, yeah. and and no fun is in Troy. I think it's in Troy. I'd yeah. believe you. Troy is like I remember hearing it's on the up and up now. I read you won a blue electric guitar in a raffle as a, <laughs> a preteen, right? I read that in an interview. That's kind of like fate-like. Do you think you would have wound up taking up the guitar without that happening? Or was that like something that really kind of sparked the interest in the instrument? I really think that sparked it. I remember going, I, I, I think that was like maybe the second spark because I, alongside going to camp, um, summer camp, I remember just like all the coolest counselors yeah. played guitar and I just wanted to be like them. And so that was like during my summer and then coming back to school. Yeah. We had relay for life, um, at our school to raise money for cancer. And I remember like entering, I bought one raffle ticket and all my friends like bought a million because they wanted to win this shiny blue electric guitar. And I think when I think back to it, I'm like, I feel like I must have expressed to the history teacher who is the one raffling off this guitar that I wanted to be a musician Yeah. because the odds are so low. I feel like he yeah. rigged it and he picked my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I really think so. I think I'm like, um, because I do remember talking to him and saying like, oh, I love music. Like I, I, want to play guitar and he played guitar and I was like I want to be like you too so I, I'm pretty sure he picked my name for the raffle and I remember screaming telling all my friends and they didn't believe me they're like no you didn't you only bought one ticket what what kind of guitar was it and do, do you still have that guitar I don't I wish I did it, it was like uh it was just a fender uh I oh man it was just like a kid's fender it yeah, was so cool. small it was, yeah, shiny, sparkly blue. And I started taking lessons from winning, right after winning it in Schenectady, right next to Troy. Yeah, Schenectady. I remember going in this, like, dark room, and this guy would teach me. And he was so cool when I think back. But, like, it, for some reason, his teaching style, that's when you realize, like, wow, having a good teacher just, you know, pushes a kid to the next level. Because I just, it didn't click with me. I kind of, like... Yeah took lessons for a while and then the passion went away and then when I went back to camp is when I took acoustic guitar and I was like oh this feels this feels more like me I want you know just like summer camp vibes and so I started playing acoustic guitar for majority of my time um, but definitely winning that guitar sparked the interest of like okay I gotta figure this out I'm not sure if this is it but that's a very cool story. And how about um, what first drew you to songwriting? Because, you know, I, I feel like when I talk to some musicians, they kind of start out learning an instrument, maybe learning how to play some Nirvana covers or things like that. And then writing song comes writing songs comes a little bit later on. So when did you start writing songs and what do you remember about those early songs that you wrote? Yeah, um, another summer camp adventure. Summer camp started my interest in writing. Um, so I remember I took acoustic guitar as a class as a camper, and then the next summer, 
I think I was a junior in high school and I was a counselor in training. So I kind of had some like leadership role and there was this evening for all the leaders at the camp that they called uh, chapel. And we'd like a hike into the mountains. And there was this one kind of natural amphitheater that they would always hold it at. And counselors and counselors in training had the chance to share something that night. It's kind of like at the end of summer and it, it closed goodbye. And for whatever reason, I'd never written a song at this point, but for whatever reason, I felt compelled to sign up and say that I was going to sing a song that I wrote. <laughs> um, I don't know what came over me. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll just sign up and I'll figure out a song. Cause you could, you know, if you wanted to even just read a story or share poetry, um, or just say like a story from your summer or whatever it was. But yeah, for whatever reason, I felt compelled to say I was going to share a song that I wrote. And I remember that evening after signing up, I went back to my cabin and I wrote my first song. I like, didn't even finish it. I, it was called luckily me. I wrote it about like loving my high school boyfriend. (laughs) Um, he wasn't at summer camp. So it was kind of this like, um, yeah, just like saying, Oh, I, I don't, feel complete when you're not with me it's like so cliche very sweet very sweet <laughs> but um I know so I I wrote that song and I I wrote it just scribbled it on a notebook and I performed it that night at chapel and I remember them calling up my name and I walked to the front and this is like hundreds of people like hundreds of kids it's a, it was a YMCA camp um in upstate New York on Lake George. Um, and so it's like hundreds of kids that come and then all the counselors. And I remember going to the front of the crowd in the middle of the woods, you know, it's like dark and everyone just has their candle and it's such a sweet and magical moment. I think think back to that time. Yes. It was so intense, but like the spirit of summer camp, was so supportive and loving. I was like, Oh, if I botch this, like who cares, you know? Um, and so I get up there and I remember just saying, Hey, like this is my first, the first song I've ever written. And, um, I'm just going to perform what I have for you guys. And, um, I hope you enjoy. And I like sat down, I put open my notebook and I start singing this song. And I just remember I'll like never forget how silent it became and I remember finishing and I was so nervous right I'm like blacking out as I'm doing this and I I stand up and the whole camp gave me a standing ovation and I was like wait what like I because I was just kind of rushing off I was like I stood up and went to go rush off back to my seat and in that time like everyone stood up and just applauded me and I was shook I was just like whoa and I experienced for the first time this feeling of like oh my gosh I don't know what this is but I have to do this the rest of my life and 
since then I never stopped. So that was when I was, a, I think like a junior, it was my junior year summer at summer camp was the start of me songwriting. And I, I came back from summer and my senior year, I wrote my first, um, EP. I think I wrote like had five or six songs. I went to a little studio and I recorded it with my new guitar teacher. He was like such a proponent of me pursuing my dreams. I'm so grateful for him. And, um, he was like, yeah, let's get, let's record these. <laughs> so that was like, I, I, it, no one knew I even wrote songs. I like released at the end of my senior year and everyone was like, wait, what, who you write the songs? Like, who is this person? <laughs> so yeah, it was so, it was such a magical time of life. I thanks so much for asking me that question. Cause it's cool to just think back to the beginning like that. Oh, yeah, that's such a great way to begin your songwriting career. And yeah. then afterwards, you you moved to San Diego for for college. Did you continue uh, writing and performing while you're in school out there? Yes. Yeah, I did. I um, my my mom told me when I left for school, she was like, your guitar will be your friend maker. So just keep your door open and just play guitar. Um, so I did just that. And I like quickly became kind of, uh, U university of San Diego, um, is yeah. a very small private school. And I like quickly kind of was pinned as the campus musician. Cause I would just kind of sit in the grass and play guitar. And that's how I made all my friends. <laughs> Um, so I, I continued to write definitely not as many songs. I, I wasn't as like, uh, writing them as, as quickly as I had in, in high school. Um, again, just like adjusting to a whole new life, but I somehow, I, I played a show. I would play with my friends. We were in a band like called pioneer and, um, we'd play for campus campus events and we played, at some bar, um, in downtown San Diego. And I remember a producer approached me and was like, Hey, I live in lemon Grove. Would you ever want to come and record stuff? And he and I became friends. And that was kind of my like first experience doing it with a producer. Um, so I wrote a record. I think I have like eight songs on that under when I was writing music under my name and, released it and yeah I I would I played shows a lot in college when I think back I like pretty much every weekend I was playing at a coffee shop um just me and a guitar and I don't know why I did that I think back I'm like wow what was this I had like an insatiable hunger to just like book my schedule with gigs <laughs> it's great to stay busy I'm always keeping busy right yeah Feel like totally i'm not doing i'm like why am i not doing anything so i know I it's totally such a weird yes it's a weird balance of like um we're creating our own busyness and it's like do we really need to be that busy um but for whatever reason i mean busyness does help it keeps you like sane i think <laughs> i totally agree yeah <laughs> And then after that, like the end of the last decade, you were in a, a project with uh, your former partner, Swimming Circles. So tell yeah. me a little bit about what that experience was like for you, kind of transitioning from being a solo artist to kind of being in a, 
project where you were kind of co-songwriting and doing things like that. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, um, it was so fun. I think it took a lot of pressure off and I was able to write songs knowing that it's like not all on me and I don't have to create some like super deep and meaningful message. I had always used songwriting um, almost as a diary. So it was kind of a cool new perspective to like sit down with um, my my partner at the time and just like fiddle around and have fun and see like, oh, what comes out? And I, we ended up, of course, like writing things that reflected our relationship at the time. And that's why we named it Swimming in Circles because that was kind of our relationship. Like we were just constantly like it was like working and not working and working and not working. Yeah. But um, I really enjoyed being in a band like that. And that was the first we it was the first time feeling like real momentum with the project. Um, it was right before COVID and like I just decided in my brain, we're going to go on tour. I faked an email and like booked a whole tour for us on our own. And that, and that, that was just such a cool experience to do that and and people really received our music well and um you know like labels started reaching out and asking about recordings and then COVID hit and it's like all of that momentum just immediately dropped and went away and it was um definitely like a hard thing to face of course because then it was like wait a second this uh, person that I've been dating and pursuing my dream with because we had a shared dream. The only thing we really had in common was our dream at that yeah. point. And then the dream died because of COVID and, you know, we, we parted ways and the band broke up. Um, but anyway, sorry, that was a long winded answer, but, but no, I really did. Totally. I enjoyed the chapter of swimming in circles. I learned a lot about songwriting and just like not, ha- not having to have it be this like, super intense deep diary moment in every song it was like let's just have fun let's play fun music that people can dance to and and just smile and enjoy yeah and you know that sounds like the end of it was probably a deflating experience kind of dealing with covid then the end of the relationship you know kind of the disconnection from other people in general but it seems like you're really able to build off of that experience and kind of create this new project, um, you know, this new great project. So how were you able to kind of take that kind of negative ending of the project, even though now you're reflecting and saying, oh, this was a great, this is actually really great. But, you know, in the moment, uh, you know, I think a lot of people were dealing with tough times at the start of COVID. How were you able to kind of take that and, you know, build it up again into something great with this new project thank you um yeah right I'm sure like same for everybody just so much was thrown on the table when lockdown happened it was like you were faced with everything in your life all at once um and I think coming out of it I it kind of took me a while to get used to I don't think I even really wanted to be creative for a while throughout COVID because um, there was just like nothing really to write about. Um, yeah, but, your music is very uh, 
you know, based on your real experiences, you know, at least. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I coming out of it, I think that the start of it was I took a course, a songwriting course with School of Song. Um, my friend Stephen Van Betten started this uh, forum where and it's still going on today you know I'm taking another one actually this month with Adrian Linker of Big Thief and yeah it's I've been reading about that that's cool oh it's so cool it's really really cool so and it was when I took this course it was their first course songwriting course they ever did it was with Stephen himself and um I just had so much fun. It was kind of like this reawakening of, of writing alone for one and approaching songwriting in a new way through his exercises, um, of like, you know, there were like mathematical equations for how to come up with your chord charts. Like he'd say, okay, I want you to pick five chords in this key and then you're going to subtract two and then you're going to add one more that's different (laughs) it was it was just so fun and unique and totally stretching out of my comfort zone musically and then um for lyrics as well it was like just these amazing prompts of pretend you're a fly on the wall and pretend you're in a room and write down everything you're hearing um and that kind of kick-started Hot Moms Club. I didn't realize I was going to name it Hot Moms Club, but I started writing again through this songwriting course, and then I just continued. And I was single, right? So it's like I have all this time. It's still kind of COVID times, and I just stayed in my room, and I just wrote, and I wrote, and I wrote. Um, And that was when I kind of, I think I had like five songs after the course and I started thinking like, what am I going to name this project? Am I going to release it under my personal name again? And that just didn't really feel right. Cause it felt the songs felt so different than how I used to write or the, at least the vision of what I was hearing in my head felt different. And that's when hot moms club was born. I was like on a morning walk and saw these hot moms in in Northern San Diego. And I said to my friend, I was like, I want to be a hot mom. And I was just saying it generally. And then all of a sudden it was like brain blast of, wait a second. I want to name this, this EP hot moms club. That'd be so fun. And then I thought of sat with it some more and I thought, oh my gosh, if I named the project that I could forever evolve with that name and I could also create merchandise with Hot Moms Club on it forever, which is so fun. It wouldn't have to be this fleeting moment that goes away once the, the album is a few years old. That's great. Great origin story for this project. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Tom. You also worked with uh, Barty Strange, I saw, on his album, Farm to Table. You contributed some vocals, and you helped with songwriting a little bit, uh, a couple of songs. How'd that come about, and what did you take away from that experience that you maybe now apply to your own work? Yeah, it was such, like, just like the guitar, winning that electric guitar, it was such a weird life moment um, of 
like, how is this even happening? Honestly, I... I... I think right before it happened, I was living in Mexico. <laughs> I was oh, like... Nice. Had moved to Mexico in Oaxaca City for about three months, and um, I work remotely, so I, I kind of can just go yeah. when when I want, and you know, still single at the time, so I was kind of like, I just want to go live in Mexico and and like experience something new, and so I go there and I listen, I find Bartice's EP. Um, it was actually just a few songs, I think, and. I listened to them over and over when I was in Mexico and I just thought, Whoa, this guy's like really special. I love his sound. I love his songwriting. And he's just seems like really different from music. I've, I've heard had, had been listening to at that time. And I just found him on Instagram and I kind of am this way of like, if I, I have no fear of like, because you know, when you're an artist yourself, it's like so nice yeah. to receive an encouraging word. So I found him on Instagram and I just messaged him and I said, Hey, I've been listening to your songs that just came out and I love them. I'm like, have been playing on playing them on repeat. And I just want to say like, you're amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. And he messages back I think like a couple days later and he was so so kind and and like oh thanks so much like that means a lot to me and um like it's cool you know I'm grinding it's cool to just receive that kind of affirmation and he said oh I see you play music too and we just kind of started talking over Instagram message and um we started like sharing demos with each other and then our like friendship was kind of blooming and he said like oh i just landed in la actually he says hey i'm landing in la to work on some new stuff are you you're based out of la at that point i was kind of like living back and forth i didn't really have a clear home at that chapter in my life it was like mexico la san diego and i he messaged me like, Hey, I'm landing in LA. And I just kind of felt like it was this moment of like, Whoa, this guy's really cool. I want to make music with him. And I booked a flight from Mexico to LA. Awesome. <laughs> when he messaged me that I was like, he was like, Hey, let's get some coffee while I'm in town. And I didn't tell him I was in Mexico. So if he listens to this, this is going to be the first time that he's hearing this, but <laughs> it was kind of like surprise. <laughs> It was like, I'm going to seize this moment of just connecting with someone I like really look up to and, and look up to their career. And I booked a ticket, went to LA that weekend and, um, we met in, oh my gosh, what is that? It's, um, oh, Beachwood Cafe in LA, um, nice. Harry yeah. Styles references that little place, <laughs> but, um, yeah so we meet there I'm like hey meet me here let's get breakfast and we just hit it off like immediately we're buddies yeah. and um he said to me he's like hey want to sing on my next record and 
I was like, wait, what are you joking? He was so complimentary and was like, I, yes, I like think our voices would work really cool together. Um, and I believe in what you're doing. Like, I'd love to just hear what you have to offer. And I was totally like, when I think back, I had fear of like, right. There's so many fears that come with that kind of opportunity. Like, I don't know, fear of success or like fear of growth or whatever. I don't know. I just had all these like fears. So I, for whatever reason, could not get myself to sit down and record these vocals for him. And, um, I, at that time I had started dating someone new who I'm dating now and he's amazing and so supportive. And he, I told him, you know, he's like hearing this whole story. He's like, Eliza, he has a studio at home. He's like, we're going to sit down. You are going to record these vocals and we're going to send them to Bartis. So he would bug me like every weekend. We finally sit down. I record these vocals on three of his songs, um, on farm to table. And he gave me the freedom to just write the vocal parts for background vocals. And so that was like where the songwriting yeah, he was generous to say I, I gave, you know, help with songwriting. It was more just like the vocal parts. Um, and I sent it to him. He's like, these are awesome. We're going to use them. So he was like the easiest person to work with and, and so kind. So um, that was kind of how that all came about. And then Bartis took me under his wing after that and like was such an advocate for me. He like introduced me to his manager, Jamie, who ended up doing PR for me on, on the first hot moms club EP. Um, and so she did PR for me. I sang with him at, um, Santa Ana constellation room, like sang background vocals on some of those songs that I had recorded, uh, for him like live, which was such a cool opportunity as well. And he's been kind of like, uh, he was a sounding board for me in the beginning of hot moms club of just like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, um, do you think this is a good direction to go in? Should I work with this person? Should I not? He also connected me with his, um, his entertainment lawyer. Like he's just been so generous to me as a mentor. And since we've, we've met up for, um, dinner multiple times in LA and just like, he's definitely, he's working so hard. Um, He's, yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. He is grinding so hard. He's like one of the hardest workers I've, I've ever seen really when it comes to this, but I've just felt so lucky to, I, I can really say like meeting him and working with him and having him in my corner and being so generous for me. Like when I asked him, Hey, could I use your name in when I promote some of this stuff yeah. of like, I was able to work with you. And he was like, Eliza, I know the name of the game. Like, please use my name. I know it'll help you like just, and, and not in a cocky way. It was just, he was, he just knows he's, he's yeah. done it himself. And, and he was so reassuring to me, like, Eliza, I, I was right where you were when I was your age, like just keep going. And, um, so I'm, I'm really thankful to have that experience working with him. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's pretty much where it's at now, but I, I just really enjoy him as like a, a colleague. It's kind of crazy to see how far he's going, you know? Yeah. That's so great to have a positive experience with someone, you know, at that level in the music industry that's experienced success. 
It's great oh because you hear a lot of horror stories right, <laughs> with some people. Oh my gosh, totally. Where you're like, people say, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> you yeah, know? don't talk to me. You know, like, <laughs> totally. No, I'm so, I'm, I'm yeah. really so grateful. And I think too, it's like I connected with him right before all of that happened. So it's yeah. like, it was, it was just such a weird timing of everything. I really feel like I've had so many moments in my life where it's like, just, fallen into my lap like opportunities like this totally i want to turn to the ep now the new ep welcome to the club three awesome songs i love the song trader (laughs) joe's because you know it focuses on how you kind of found comfort and kind of solace (laughs) at trader joe's Uh, yeah what did you find like therapeutic about uh trader joe's (laughs) I love that question. Um, well, let me tell you, I have a long list. Awesome. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, I, I just, I loved going there because yeah, at that point in my life, I was kind of living all over and, um, I lived with like six people in a house. My, my like kind of base camp in Encinitas. Um, and the house was just hectic. It was like, yeah three huge dogs, six people and, you know, just very different people. Um, so it just, I was like, Oh my gosh, any, any chance that I could have to kind of get some alone time. So I would literally like get in my pajamas (laughs) and any time of day, just getting cozy, cozy clothes. And I would drive to Trader Joe's and I would like take my sweet time. I would enter and just like go through every single aisle and go in all the look at all the products. And I would go into the new new item section, just check it out, maybe buy some new things. But sometimes I would literally just go in there and not buy anything. I would just like walk around and enjoy. And everyone's so nice in there that especially in Encinitas, the people in Trader Joe's are like the kindest people ever. So I just always had the most like uplifting interactions with these strangers. <laughs> I think and, I've been to that Trader Joe's too, because yeah. I was telling you before we started recording that my <laughs> in-laws live in San Diego, yes. not far from Encinitas. And I've definitely been to a Trader Joe's in that area. That's so I think so it may fun. be the subject of this song, the Trader yep. Joe's that I've been to. So that's cool. Wait, that's I'm amazing. I'm glad to I... have experienced it. <laughs> yes. Wait, that's so funny. Yeah. I'm so glad that you can you can say that you've witnessed that that sweet place. Uh, next time I'm gonna listen to the song in the specific Trader Joe's. Yes, that's the theme song. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. And what I really like about your songs. Uh, you kind of focus on how simple things can kind of provide comfort, joy. You know, I think that's definitely apparent on Trader Joe's, but, you know, definitely, uh, you know, the center of the song Bacon, which is the second song on the yeah. EP, which is about how the smell of bacon triggers <laughs> a happy Christmas memory for you. Yeah. What do you think it is about these kind of like simple, common experiences that, like a really powerful. I think they're so powerful because 
how beautiful is it to realize that they happen all throughout your day, just an ordinary day. Um, and I, I think it's like a practice of mine. I just, not to say I'm, I'm amazing at it, but I realize like those moments in my life when I really slow down to just even notice like the birds chirping, it, it's so, you can't help, but just, I'm, I really just feel so grateful to be alive and, um, to wake up healthy and safe. And I'm so grateful for my life and my friends. And, um, I just, I really feel like those simple things in life that happen every single day are just such a beautiful reminder of that. It like helps ground you in, we can get so caught up in stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. And I just really, I feel like, my brain has really started to appreciate those, those small things in, in the past couple of years, because yeah, before starting hot moms club and in COVID, I, I, as so many others did, I, I really experienced like a really low, low point in life. Um, I was just really unhappy with kind of like every facet of my life and music wasn't happening. Right. And, um, I actually, during that time, I became a Christian and I started believing in Jesus. And like, I just feel like my whole world transformed and, um, I, I started realizing just like how grateful I am to be alive and be gifted the, this sweet every day, you know, to wake up and be like, wow, like, thank you Lord for waking me up today. I'm so grateful to just to be alive and be able to just like spread joy and, and interact with new people and every day is a mystery. And so anyway, long winded answer, but I, I just really feel having been in, in such a, a low place in life, I'm, I am even more in tune with how the simple things just mean so much, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's where it's you find a, joy every day. Such a great uh, perspective. To, to have on life. And the other thing that I really liked about Bacon was I feel like people underrate how smell is so connected to memory. So yes. I like how this song is really associating the smell of bacon and how it triggers a specific memory because yes. for me, certain yeah. smells will definitely trigger a specific memory like immediately. And I don't, Whoa. I don't think that's talked about enough, you know? So tell totally. us a little bit about the, the story behind that song. Oh yeah. I'm also, I'm curious to know what those smell triggers bring you back to as well. <laughs> I want to hear, I want to hear about that. Um, and, and yeah, the, the, the song, the first verse, um, it all started like spending my first Christmas with my now boyfriend, Nathan, um, spending it with his family. And, um, he, every year he, he had told me like, Oh, you know, me and my siblings, we sleep over at my parents' house on Christmas Eve and we wake up and this year or, or that year that it had happened, it was only he and his sister. He has two, two older brothers as well, but he and his sister were going to stay over. And he was like, Hey, like my parents have an extra room. Would you want to sleep over too? And then we could, um, spend Christmas Eve together and, and 
spend Christmas morning together as well before I went down to go see my my mom and stepdad and um yeah so I I slept over that night on Christmas Eve and woke up to the smell of bacon and I was the first person awake I'm an early riser and well his mom was the first person awake but I was the second <laughs> person awake and I smelled bacon and I came downstairs and his mom Lisa was like, oh, Eliza, Merry Christmas. Do you want to, you know, <laughs> help me make some breakfast for the family? And um, so I started helping make the bacon and everything else. And I just remember in that moment, that was like kind of a, I, I felt so present and grateful of like, oh my gosh, I've, I've like longed, it makes me emotional as I talk about it now. Like I've just longed for a family like that. And I had an amazing mom and aunt and cousins growing up and grandparents, but you know, there's something in all of us like having a mom and a dad and, um, my, my parents got divorced when I was young and, um, you know, I, I, no, no resentment there, but there's just that piece of me, like that kid in me that just always wanted that. And that, that song started by just feeling this like, now the smell of bacon reminds me of that feeling of, oh my gosh, like I'm a part of a family and I'm just so, yeah, I'm so grateful for that. So then That's- that kind of the spark, the theme of, I posted on Instagram to, um, hot moms club followers. And I just said, Hey, does, does anyone else have a tiny, like, nothing seems like nothing um something that triggers a memory or something is like means so much to them um and a lot of people answered and so then I used those little pieces from them um like the clean sheets um and just how like cozy and loved that make made that person feel and so it was such a fun thing to like involve other people too and and just hear like what makes what brings them to that like present cozy loved grateful place wonderful song wonderful song <laughs> thank and the you last song of course the last song on the ep is 80 bucks which i thought was cool because I like how it takes a real experience and incorporates some fiction to it, which I think is a little different from your typical lyrical focus, which it mostly yeah. seems to be rooted in your own experiences and your own stories. So what was yeah. it like for you to kind of write something, you know, fictional uh, in the songwriting setting like that? Yeah, Um it was really fun. I, I actually wrote that song um, when I was in Swimming in Circles. So it's a really old song. Um, and we just, it was like at the very end of us being a, a band. Um, and it was actually, it was based based on a true story, quote unquote. But yeah. um, w- the keys player in Swimming in Circles, he just told, told me a story. He was like, yeah, I like, was that a party? And I offered to give this guy a ride and I think he stole 80 bucks from me. Like, yeah, I was reading that's funny. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I looked at my wallet and like that money wasn't there anymore. And then I like reached out to a friend and that friend told me to be 
careful of that guy because she she thinks he has a knife and like he's high all the time and it was just like a a a funny story and and nalu the keys player was just so distraught over it and i was like wait that would just make for a really interesting song um yeah so i kind of just like imagined yeah i imagined that that drive up the coast or or up the five in in uh san diego and then i added in yes this element of like um i imagined what his relationship would be like um like and i also imagine like oh he's probably like maybe he works (laughs) part-time and like maybe his maybe his girlfriend only loves him sometimes or or that it's like a weird tension relationship and so it was fun to kind of just like create this character yeah of who i thought this person was based on that story um and again like it's always nice to write songs like that because it just takes me out of the equation and i can just be an observer and i don't have to even like judge what comes out i don't need to judge the lyrics because i'm just telling a made-up story It's a cool song, and I love that aspect of it. Thanks. Yeah, it's definitely different, but it, it feels fun. I love, like, the groove in it, you know? Great groove. I really you. enjoyed your cover of Our House, the Crosby, Stills, uh, Nash & Young song that you oh. uh, released last year with Proud Father. And when when I, like, hear a cover song... You know, I always think it's important that you want the song to sound like the original, of course, but I really don't see like any point in just like completely copying a song as a cover. So I like that you really put your own unique spin and interpretation on it. You know, I could notice like how you use guitars more prominently throughout when compared to the original version, which was, you know, mostly using keys so i'm curious about you know your kind of creative direction and decisions when recording your version of that song what were what was your mindset as far as how you went about recording that cover yeah um i have to give most of the credit to proud father um that's brendan he and i were also um internet friends and we just connected over our monikers. We're like, wait, this is funny. We should be friends and we should (laughs) collaborate someday. Um, so that song was that coming to fruition, that, that desire to collaborate with our, our names. And he actually produced all of it. I just did vocals on it, but of course, you know, we, when we first met up, he lives in, in LA. So I drove up and we did, talk through like what do we want the essence of this to feel like um you know we wanted to change the bridge because we just didn't imagine ourselves like you know singing exactly singing the bridge for as long as they did and is exactly as as they did and i love to hum so i was like well what if we just made it cute and we just hummed (laughs) so um but i have to say he he is like so precise and he, he is a great guitar player. And I just was kind of like, Hey, I like, I'd love for you to just take reins on the instrumental if you'd like. And, and we can, um, like, I'll just have input, uh, you know, as I, I listen through and you send me versions, but 
he was really the the creative director on that song and it was so fun it was so easy working with him oh my gosh he just like we decided the song we talked about it we imagined it and then he made the track i came sang over it he did his vocals and it was done and i was like wow that was like the easiest process ever <laughs> lovely interpretation of a classic song i really really enjoyed it thanks i love that song so much it's just yeah again so simple just so sweet i wanted to ask about your producer mallory hauser she produced oh, yeah. this ep and i think basically everything you've released as yes. hot mom's club and yeah. i was checking out some of her other work her own work with another bummer she also produced some stuff yes. by a, a great Canadian artist, Sam Weber. And I thought it was interesting oh, because yeah. that stuff yeah. kind of doesn't really sound like Hot Moms Club. So I was wondering what drew you to, to working with her and what was it like working with her? And why do you uh, return to working with her? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love Mel. Um how I found Mel, another cool, crazy story. Um, it literally started back in college. I was like, I knew her sister, which is crazy. I didn't even realize it was Mal's sister. I had no idea who Mal was, but I met Sierra Hauser at USD. And because I played on the grass everywhere, Sierra would come up to me and she was like, Oh my gosh, like you would love my sister, Mal. She plays amazing music and she's in LA and she's studying production. And um, yeah, you guys would just get along. I think you'd hit it off. So that was like my sophomore year. And then, you know, every time Sierra and I would see each other, it was like we'd reminisce on that thought of like, yeah, I got to meet Mal someday. <laughs> then next point is I, after or I think my senior year of college, I work at a boutique in La Jolla, San Diego. And the owner of that boutique is like married to someone of the Hauser family. And then the boutique owner says to me, Oh, you play music. You got to meet Mal Mallory Hauser, but I'm still not making this connection of it's like Sierra told me about Mal years prior. And now I'm hearing it from the boutique owner, Molly of you got it's, I'm not realizing they're talking about the same person. So then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I would love to never happens. I also think I'm so grateful it didn't happen then because I was so not ready as an artist or a songwriter. Like it just wouldn't have gone, gone. Well, I think I wasn't there for, or didn't have the vision yet. And so then fast forward, um, years, I, I start listening to Sam Weber and Sam Weber plays at a bar down the street from my house in Encinitas called first street bar. My boyfriend at the time of swimming in circles, he goes to see Sam Weber. He gets me an extra CD. That is the only CD that we had in the car. And we just love I still love oh my gosh Sam Weber is unreal like one of my favorite artists and um so he then after listening to him for years he posts Mal on yeah. his Instagram wow. because they're actually married they're oh they're wow partners. okay I didn't yes. know that I didn't yeah same so 
he posts Mal and says, you got to listen to Mallory Hauser's debut AP or debut EP. You're going to love it. Um, just to his followers in general, I immediately, anyone that Sam likes, I'm like, they gotta be good. Cause he's insane. So I listened through Mal's EP and I, it was like, I think at that, it was the same time that I had those five songs from the songwriting course. And I was thinking like, what am I going to do with these? Who's going to work on these with me? Um, and that's just like, you know, it's such a big journey of finding someone who can really hear what's going on in your yeah. head because I don't have the instrumental skill to do what I'm hearing in my brain. Um, so I listened to her EP and I think whoever produced this is exactly who I want to produce this EP. I find Mel on Instagram message her and I say, Hey, I love your EP. Congratulations. Um, if you don't mind me asking who produced it and she answered right away and was like, Hey, thanks me. so much. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I yeah. did. And that was another cool thing because kind of my vision for hot moms club was like, I was like, wow, to have like female, you know, just synergy in this project would be yeah. cool. And just, you know, for comfortability to as being a female artist, it's, I realized like, um, at that point in my life, I was like, I just want to work with a female producer. It's like, I think it would just be a nice change of pace for me. And so I'm like, immediately I say to her through message, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're so talented. Like, have you ever considered working with other people? She's like, yep. Send over some demos. And I said, you know, no hard feelings. If you don't like them, I want everyone to be excited about this project. And she's like, I sent her some demos. She got back to me a week later and was like, Hey, I'd love to work on these with you. Let's get started. <laughs> um, so gosh, we just had so much fun. We, I, I would meet up with her, I think like once a month, um, when we first started in this really cool studio in, in, I think it was North Hollywood. Um, and Gosh, it was like my first experience working with a producer that I was just like, she gets it. She knows exactly what I'm trying to say with like my minimal ability to express what I want this to sound like and where I like imagine this song going and sounding like. And, um, it was such a blast. We had so, it was so easy and, um, so gentle and fun and just like the studio was great i we had built such rapport of it was so easy to like say hey okay i don't really like that and let's go a different direction that was my first time ever experiencing that like i always used to feel nervous to say that i didn't like something um but yeah it was it was crazy because then we discovered like when i got on a call with mal before meeting in person She's like, oh, yeah, my family's in San Diego. And I was like, who's your family? And she's like, oh, my sister went to USC. Her name's Sierra Hauser. And I, like, the world came colliding down. I was like, holy crap, I've heard about you for years, like, literal years. So it was such a weird thing to happen of, like, oh, my gosh, the world is so small. Like, I can't believe that I'm connecting to you through just liking your music. <laughs> after hearing about her for like literally probably like five or six years. That's awesome. Very fate. Like again, yeah, fate. isn't that so weird? 
yeah. blows my mind. That's very cool. I love the sound and vibe of your music. I hate using the word vibe, but I feel like it's <laughs> it's very appropriate uh, to, yes. when talking about the sound of your music. You know, it's very calming, feels like a kind of nice sedative soundtrack to a summer afternoon. And oh, I love I'm that. just curious of like how conscious you are uh, when you're kind of writing songs and making music about the feeling of the music is that really something that you're intentionally uh doing when you're you know recording and writing that you're kind of this is what this is exactly how i want my music to feel this is kind of the vibe that i want how conscious are you of that and how intentional is it yeah i'm definitely i think that's probably the big the the thing that i'm most concerned about because once i have the song it's like I don't really have to worry about the details, right? It's like, okay, I have the lyrics, I have the the chord structure. Um, and so my biggest emphasis and like I attention went to the feeling and the way that when I first met with Mal, especially for that first EP, um, the feeling I described was when I was writing those songs, you know, a lot of it, I was having these moments of I was driving down the coast in North, uh, North San Diego and had these beautiful ocean views with the sunset and my windows were down and I was like, my hair was flowing and I was just like playing my most favorite song. And um, I remember feeling and, and saying to Mel, I want that feeling of this like amazing, vibrant sunset. And you're like, you can't help but be so present because you're, you know, driving your car, your windows are down and you just have that moment of like, wow, I can't believe I live here. Especially again, I still have those moments living in, in California from upstate New York, but that was definitely the emphasis of feeling like I would say to Mal all the time. Um, okay. That doesn't really feel sparkly or like, you know, that that nostalgic feeling that I want let's go in a different direction here like even changing the chords sometimes I was like maybe we just need to go with like lighter lighter feeling so I definitely was very intentional about feeling and and then with the the second this welcome to the club this these past three songs um I kind of the feeling was like all right I want to be a little bit more mature I wanted like the feeling to be like okay we're growing with hot moms club like the listeners um so this feeling of like maturing a little bit more when it came to production making it a little bit fuller and um a little bit more deep and um which will then you know lead into the next EP that I have which will be starting to be released, I think like come March, um, of this year. And that's like, these three songs are the bridge to that next project, which I actually worked on with different producers, but it's, um, anyway, all that, all that to say it's, I was very intentional about the feeling, like having that big picture of like, okay, I want it, I want the, the beginning of hot moms club to feel this way. Like you're free and you're experiencing new chapter of life. And, um, you know, and then, and then growing up a little bit more and, and getting deeper and going bigger and, um, just thinking like, you know, I, I want to play huge shows. So how do I get there as well? 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So now let's hear some music from Hot Moms Club. We're going to play the Welcome to the Club EP in its entirety, starting with Bacon, followed by Trader Joe's, and ending with 80 bucks. Bed. 
just heard welcome to the club in its entirety those three great songs are titled bacon trader joe's and 80 bucks you can get it at hotmomsclub.bandcamp.com and now eliza picked some records and we're gonna talk about them so first you picked hannah's son by lomelda off of their 2020 album Yes, I believe it's their second album. And I saw this band when they came through to Jersey City probably in 2018. It was very good performance. I enjoyed it. So good. Lucky. So it was full band. Yes. Oh, you lucked out. They're from LA, right? That's yes. They're from LA. Yeah, I think Wimelda lives in Highland Park. I think at least did maybe. Yeah. 
So tell me a little bit about why you picked this song and album. Yeah, I, I picked it because um, I think I actually made a playlist that's on Hot Moms Club artist profile of like what was inspiring me at the time of writing the first EP. Um, and Hannah's son, I'm pretty sure is on, on that playlist. And if not, it, Hannah's son is one of the songs that really, um, influenced the vibe for lack of a better word. I don't like to use vibe either, but you're so right. It's like, <laughs> I, I, um, I really just love it. It was so, so different and so simple. And, um, I love like the, the chugging feeling of Hannah son. Like I sent you this son. I kind of like thought about when Hannah son, I think related most to my song DD. Um, I yeah. took a lot of in inspo from, from Hannah son to just, I was like, yeah, I really love the essence of, of this song. Um, so I, I'd say that was kind of my choice there of it. Hannah, whenever I listen to Hannah Sun, I think of, yeah, like the, the very beginning of Hot Moms Club and trying to figure out the atmosphere that I wanted to create. And that was uh, trying to be in line with that atmosphere that Lamelda had created. Gotta get out. Next, you selected After the Earthquake by Always off of their long-awaited third album, Blue Rev. Right, like oh my, my favorite gosh. current band. So Yes, me too. I'm a big fan. Me too, like all the way. Huge fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I After the Earthquake actually is like... 100% my biggest influence for this next EP um, that will be released this year. I absolutely love always and the, the guitar licks that they have, like just yeah. they're so catchy. And it's like, you can't deny that. Like my, I'm even hearing it in my head as I speak to you now, like their licks are just so sticky. And I was like, I, I heard that song and I thought I want to make a song like this so badly. Like there's, you know, like depth to the lyrics, but then also adding in this, like just component of extreme fun. Like it, it's just such a party when you hear those songs, you're like, Holy crap. I just want to like dance so hard. <laughs> So I've yeah, definitely so, <laughs> danced hard to this song. Oh, me too. It's like unreal. I just whenever I hear it, I'm, I feel like after I I get off with you, I'm gonna listen to it. <laughs> me too. It's addicting. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
text. I was pumped that you selected this song. Yay, Sayer. Ambling Alp. I was a big fan of this band, you know, in the early 2010s. I remember I saw them yes. at Central Park Summer Stage. <gasps> no I think in 2012. Way. It was great. Very nice summer evening that Whoa. I have fond memories of. Yeah. Wow. What a cool experience in Central Park. Yeah. It was great. Wow. Oh my gosh. So have you seen like all, all of these people live on this playlist? Well, maybe I, not, not some the of them. Smiths. Yeah, yeah, not the Smiths. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone else. Yeah, I have. Suvian, wow. Barry. Um, oh wait, I don't want to spoil it for everyone. Oh, yeah, oops, oops, what's sorry. coming next? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. So tell me a little bit about this uh this song that the first two were kind of more recent. This one's a little, a uh, bit of an older track. Yeah, um, it was cool. Like just as I was going through um, your collection, that caught my eye and it like flashed me to um, a, a memory for sure of I that song, um, "Ambling Alp," was kind of my intro to indie music and. I remember I made a friend at summer camp, <laughs> thanks to summer camp, and he and I became pen pals, and he would uh, make cassettes for me, and he made me a cassette, and that was the first song on the first cassette that he sent me, um, Ambling Alp, and I just remember being like, literally my whole world had changed. <laughs> I was like, wait, because I used to just find my music... Um, I definitely like had a lot of pride in being the girl that like listened to music that nobody else listened to. You yeah, know? of course. But, um, but but I would mostly just find it f music from blogs and and uh, so it was cool. Like he was kind of my new outlet of he'd create me these cassettes and um, I just have such fond memories of like the music he. I remember he also put on surf curse like surf curse was on there um but it was just such a cool collection of songs that i really hadn't like entered that realm of indie music yet i was listening to like a lot of just kind of singer songwriter vibe indie music so he definitely upped the game there and it just like i had to include that because it's just a fond memory of like what delight i used to take in finding finding new songs that I was like, where the heck did this come from? Who are these people? <laughs> yeah, those people are so important, too, in your life that, hey, this is yeah. a person that introduced me to something new that I didn't know anything about. And then it kind of sets off further musical discovery for the rest yes. of your life. Totally. I was so grateful for that. It like really expanded my world of um, music that I listened to at that point, for sure. Sighting near Highland, Illinois, by Suvian Stevens, off of "Come On, Feel the Illinois." Yeah, great album. This was the oh. album of 
that time because I was in, I'm a little bit older than you. I was in college at that time and everybody was listening to this album in 2006. Oh yeah. It was so special. I, I, are you okay? Don't die. Yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Good, good. Um, I'd say that I also chose that and placed it next to Ambling Out because of that, because I, I remember, um, it's kind of the yeah same stage of life where I was listening to to that song just on repeat, and I remember thinking like, wow, this is so beautiful. <laughs> I was I was like so touched by that that song, um, but it was kind of in the essence of like yeah, I was like discovering what kind of music I liked, and and that was in that same chapter of time of um, really discovering that I loved Sufjan Stevens and and. It was such a different orchestration of indie music that I had heard before. I love his orchestral. It's kind of remind me, like there's essence in Andy Schaff too. I I love Andy Schaff. Great um, songwriter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I feel like you know he's a big influence of mine. And I feel like I'll, I hear some similar things listening back. I was like, wow. I feel like he he gathered a lot of inspiration from Sufi and Stevens as well. But. Um, yeah, I just love, I find so much beauty in, in his music. As do I, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't imagine what it was In the spirit of three stars The alien thing that took its form Next up, Races by Barry off of Barry's uh, 2023 EP, 5K. It was a great EP that came out about a year ago. Yeah, so freaking fun. And and that uh, that song brings me back to touring with Hot Moms Club. Um, our, our first tour we did with um, Dad Bod, <laughs> which we went up the what coast. What a combo. I know. It was so funny. Um, we went up the coast, the West Coast, and um, I had my boyfriend drumming for half of the shows. And then my friend Becky, who actually was the drummer in Swimming in Circles, um, I asked Becky to to drum for the second half of the tour. And the first thing that Becky did when, when she got in the car was play Races by, by Barry. And I was like... This song is unreal. And so that I, I I think I chose a lot of these because it like f- brings me back to certain memories throughout the musical journey. But um, that song definitely brings me right back to touring and how much fun that was. And like the it was the very start of like all of the bubbling happening for Hot Moms Club. This Charming Man by The Smiths. Classic, probably most well-known Smith song. Yep. I just had to go there, you know. I, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't not include it. Um, again, similar 
similar essence of um, I was obsessed with the Smiths being just new to indie music, of course, like everybody else. But um, I, I think, yeah, as I was making this, I was like, okay, this fits in because it's pulling upon that nostalgic feeling of like, I think this is going in a different direction of answering this question, but I notice as I get older, I don't take the time that I used to, to really dig and find like these special songs of new artists. Um, and it's something that like I miss doing, um, whatever, like life gets busy and you're just working and it's like my majority of my day is on the computer. And so it's like, when I log off, I'm not really like spending time trying to dig. I used to just spend hours like digging and finding this yeah. new music and like going through different movies and seeing the soundtracks. And, um, that was how I, I had discovered this charming man. It was like through, through a film. And, um, I think when I hear that song, I think back, I, I'm like a little sad of like, wow, I don't do that anymore. Like I, I, I find so much joy in that. And I, I want to start doing that again. Um, Cause it is so fun to just discover new art, you know? Oh, it's the best. Yeah. And I yeah. totally feel you. It's sometimes it happens in waves and I'm the same way. I'm like, why did I stop doing that? But then I <laughs> yeah. like got to check. I got to check myself and be like, you know, reset and be like, that's okay. You could just start doing it again. You know? Right. I'm like crying over here, but realizing like, as I say it to you, I'm like, Oh wait, like just make time for that again that joy will come yeah. back because <laughs> i do the exact same thing and then i'm like yeah, it's all good just like, yeah yeah you know no it's so true i yeah that was just why i had included that song it's like these reminders of wow like do that again for yourself it's it's so fun to we're dig and we're find gonna do song. it again we're doing it again we are we're doing it. I gotta come and see your collection. That would like Yeah, anytime you're you're around. <laughs> okay, I'll come to Jersey area. City. Yeah. yeah, it's a short path. They have the path train, which operates similar easy. to the subway. Very easy. Coming over from Christopher Street or Ninth Street. <laughs> and then it's just like give us 15, our, your address. Fifteen we'll write minutes, it down. yeah. <laughs> Five minute walk from Grove Street Path Train, everyone. <laughs> noted noted i'll find you <laughs> Fireman by Katie Kirby off of her great 2021 album, Cool Dry Place. This is a great, like, pandemic era album for me. I feel like oh. I listen to it a lot, even though 2021 things were easing up, I guess, but it's still kind of like part of it when I Yeah, think like reminds it. you of that time. Yeah. 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 I, I'd say alongside Lamelda, um, Katie Kirby, I definitely draw a lot of inspiration from Katie Kirby w with everything of, of her project, like her visuals, um, her production, her lyrics. Um, I'm really so inspired by 
by her music. And I think like anytime I, I take the time, I just love Fireman. That song is like, I think forever will be one of my, my favorite songs. Um, cause yeah, I'm just, I'm so inspired by how she uses her voice in that song. I, I'm one to like stay in my safe zone and pick one note and like sing that whole note <laughs> throughout the whole song and, and just say that, you know, like I'm telling the story, I'm going to use one note, but Katie Kirby is just like so free with the way she sings is like, she's like a bird, a beautiful bird. And I, I aspire to be that way. So she's definitely an inspo of mine. I, I thought ending the little playlist with, with her would be would pay some homage to, to all the inspo that she's given me. Wonderful way to end it. I love it. <laughs> Great artist. Thank you, Tom. And close the door. My baby is a fireman. My baby. And I'm never wearing bed. Sometimes I try to take his hand. In a flinch away. Liza, thank you so much for taking some time, taking time to to speak with me. Uh, The new EP, Welcome to the Club, is awesome. It's available on Bandcamp, uh, hotmomsclub.bandcamp.com. So before we go, I want to play one more song, DD, to finish. Tell us a little bit about that song. And then also, what's next for the project? Thanks, Tom. Oh, my gosh. It's been so fun talking to you. Um, uh, all right. Dee Dee was, yeah, I'd say the the real the real bang. Start with the bang for Hot Moms Club. Um, that was the first single on the first EP. And I wrote that song um, in that songwriting course through School of Song. And it was one of the most fun times I've ever had writing because of the prompt. And that was the song where um, I was prompted for lyrics, pretend you're a fly on the wall and write down. Yeah. And write down what you're hearing. And for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to be two flies on two different walls (laughs) and I'm going to hear a conversation between a couple. And so I imagined like this couple they were on the phone with each other and I just started writing down lyrics and it was like, again, so freeing. I just like, wasn't thinking too hard. I was just kind of like stream of consciousness writing. Um, and of course I think like I was pulling upon some of, some of my own relationship at that time. Um, and just writing down the sentiment there of, um, I was always kind of at that point in my life, always being the, the designated driver for all of my friends and and my boyfriend at the time. Um, And I just had a cool, it was like a funny mix up that when I was recording that song, I accidentally sang, I'll be your dedicated driver. And that was a total mix up. And I listened back literally in the final mix of the song. And I was listening to it in the shower. I just received it from Mal. And I was like, holy crap. I said dedicated driver instead of designated driver. And then I said, I texted Mal and I was like, Mal, do you realize that I said the wrong word for this? She was like, 
yeah, it's kind of cool though. Like, let's just keep it. <laughs> and so it was literally a complete mistake, but it kind of made the song. It made it like a, a little different. And um, yeah, I think it's funny listening back to the, that song. I just feel so different from that person that, that wrote it. Um, it was, it was now like three or so, or three and a half years ago. So it's cool again to just have these, these capsules of, uh, different times in my life to look back and be like, wow, I was so different. My life was so different. Just the circumstance was so different, but that song will always mean a lot to me because it got on, uh, indie fresh finds on Spotify and, um, was acknowledged by some some playlisters and it really put hot mom's club on the map. Like that's how dad bod found us to tour and everything. So I'm, I'm really grateful to that, that little song. It's a great <laughs> song. And uh, you know, I remember I haven't watched it in a while, but you also made a really like nice video for, oh, for yeah. that song too. And like a really nice looking high quality video from what I remember. Wow. So thank you. That yeah. was like my friends putting their best foot forward and they literally yeah. did it for me for free. I can't believe that. Um, yeah, that was really fun. I'm not uh, very good at doing the visuals for songs. So that was kind of my first push of like, okay, you're going to release a single and release a video. And we had so much fun. We ate burritos, just filmed all day, laughed. <laughs> It it's really, a cool, really funny. fun video, and it's Thanks, awesome. Tom. Thank you. And what's yeah. what's next now for Hot Mobs Club? I know you mentioned EP, which I guess singles will start being released in a couple months. What's next yeah. for you in 2024? Yeah, I I feel really excited. Um, I have five new songs. Um, that yeah, they'll start being released with Tone Tree Music come March. I'm I'm pretty sure, um, and yeah, March April. And these songs, I just feel like holy moly, they're the songs I've dreamed of making. I feel really excited and proud of them. Um, and I I feel like big picture, I do I really want to play huge shows that everyone's just like going crazy and having fun. And I really think that these songs are songs that could allow that to happen. They're just such a beautiful like wall of sound that I think really can um, could be played on a huge stage. Um, so I feel really excited about releasing releasing those songs and um, of uh, honestly next i'm just continuing to write and i'll just continue to record i think i'm going to take a break from shows for a little while just because they are you know so take so much energy you know like you said yeah, it's like yeah. seasons of seasons of life and so i i really desire and and i'm excited to just be creative this year and and write some more and uh, maybe be hermit away and and just record keep pumping out the songs Future is bright for Hot Moms Club, <laughs> and I can't wait to see Talk what's so next. Nice. Future's so bright, right? Thank Eliza, thank, thank you. you so much. Everyone, this is DD. Thank you, Tom. party 
Okay, play that card and guilt trip me. 